This is the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man, Dedra L. Hicks Jr., sportsologist in the building. And it's your man, Black, sportsologist, we in the building. Alright, so we're going to cover a lot today. Alright, we had a lot of things go down. We had uh, NBA, NFL, college football, MMA, so we got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. Alright, so it's NFL time, alright, so we're talking playoffs, alright, so the playoffs are here, wild card weekend. Um, we're going to get into some of the games, alright, first things first, 435 this Saturday, you got Colts at Texans, followed by my Dallas Cowboys welcoming in the Seattle Seahawks uh, at 815 on Fox. Sunday games, 105 kickoff on CBS, Chargers at Ravens, and then to close out the weekend, you have Eagles at Bears. So, where you at with everything, Black? Man, that, that Eagles-Bears game, that's going to be a good one. I'm mm -hmm. really looking forward to that. Eagles found their way in the playoffs. Yeah. Season didn't go really as mm -hmm. well as they wanted it to. Yeah. You know, but they got in the playoffs. So, mm -hmm. they're looking to def defend their crown. So, Correct. I think them going into a hostile environment is going to be mm -hmm. real cold in the team. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's going to be a good one. Um, and I'm also looking forward to the Baltimore and uh, Chargers game. Right. So, that's going to be a good one as well. Those are my two highlight games for the weekend. Yeah, I just think, you know, this year is wide open in the NFL. It's very wide open. Um, I think when you, whoever wins this tournament will be a true champion. But, of course, I'm going to spend a little time with my Cowboys. A uh, big game, 10-6 um, and six for the Cowboys. Welcome in the Seahawks. Dangerous team. I mean, Russell Wilson, the top five quarterback in this league. Um, and he proved that this year. You know, he, he don't have much talent. Yeah, he, he don't have much talent this year. Yeah. You know, and, and them boys got into the uh, tournament, man. So, that's going to be a tough game for my Cowboys. But, of course, I'm going to roll with them. Um, Eagles Bears, like you talked about, Eagles are back in defending their crown. I was rooting for the Redskins to win yesterday. Was hoping that the Eagles didn't get in, but they in. So it's anybody game now. Defending champion in there, Nick Foles back. Yeah, right the ship. Um, Carson Wentz is out again. So we'll see what happens, man. And but one team I want to sleep on, man, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. Indianapolis, Tennessee. 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 And Andrew Logan, like he in real form, man. I mean, coming off a bad shoulder injury to come yeah. back to throw for 32 touchdowns and only seven picks this year. Um, that's huge. That's huge. So, um, other than that, you know, I just think it's going to be a fantastic game between the Colts and the Texans. And, of course, I don't want to shortchange the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, it's going to be an excellent game. These teams played three weeks ago. All right. And it was a. Barn Burnham. I just think, man, watching Lamar Jackson yesterday against the Browns. I mean, the Brown, the Ravens are good for another ten years. They are. I mean, they're they like are. one of the luckiest franchises. You know, they ride the defense for so many years, and it's kind of like, wow, they finally have the superstar quarter. But I do want to say this though. I was mm -hmm. kind of nervous about that because Baker Mayfield was oh, starting yeah. to do a little something. Oh now. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I was. I was looking. I was like, oh oh. Six. Here he come, yeah. You know? You kind of seen what we seen in college, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? You kind of had, it kind of had that feeling. It's like you know Baker was gonna make a play, but you know he made rookie mistakes, so it, it yeah. happens in the yeah. NFL. It's the NFL, so it did have a college feel to it. Mm -hmm. It did have a college feel to it with Mayfield and Jackson out there, but that's the AFC North man. They gonna have that rivalry for the next ten years, right. and right. it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But another thing, you know, with the playoffs, man. Before um, you know, we move on. I just think, man, this this year you just really don't know who's gonna win it. You don't know. You don't know. You I don't think know I, I, I really I really feel like to me me personally, I feel like in the NFC it goes through New Orleans. Of course, know? of course. If it's one, I feel like if it's a bad team that can go in there and win, go in there and win. 
I think that's who's going to be a Super Bowl champ, honestly, in, in my opinion. I mean, I feel you. Know, you. I mean, opinion. they're a juggernaut in New yeah. Orleans, you know. And, and, you know, we'll see another team who has a buy is the L.A. Rams. I've been saying it on our show for the past month or so that I'm not afraid to go to Los Angeles. No. You know, they're a great team. Sean McVay, great coach. They've had a hell of a year, but I'm not afraid to go to L.A. Um, so we'll see. And I'm you pretty know. sure y'all get past uh, yep. Seattle. Y'all go out there, yeah, right? We'll be going to Los okay, Angeles. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. And uh, in the AFC, we'll be remiss to talk about the number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the number two seed, the England Patriots. Patriots back at it again. Yeah, they back at it. Uh, yeah. Tom had a big game yesterday. He did. He, he also told. said after the game he needed that, you know, yeah. going into the playoffs, he needed a big game. So yeah. we're looking to see what he's going to do. But, um the one thing I want to see is with Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, what's going to happen with them in the first round when they get? Because right. you possibly could be looking at uh, the Patriots end up having two games if if Kansas City get bounced. Yeah, they, so, they may be set up for another luck a luck run again. So yeah. you know we'll see about that. Um, so that's that's our that's our wild card games. But we do want to touch on um, an interesting stat that Black. Uh, scene. Um, we had some some highly touted quarterbacks making a lot of money and shaking it. A lot of money, D. So I was looking at. I seen it come across my Instagram today. So mm-hmm. I was like, Wow! I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Right. So the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. None of them are playing in the playoffs. Man. I just want to give y'all the rundown of the money that's not in the playoffs. Yeah. That's really interesting to me. Right. So we got Aaron Rodgers, thirty three point five million. Right. You got Matt Ryan, thirty million. You got Kirk Cousins, twenty-eight million. Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty-seven point five million. He was hurt Matt, this year, and he was hurt this year. He uh, mid-season got hurt, and then you got Matthew Stafford, twenty-seven million, and you also have uh, Derek Carr, twenty-seven twenty-seven million. So none of your high-paid quarterbacks are in the playoffs this year. I think that's, that's shocking. You spend a lot of money at that position yeah. for them not to show up yeah. and get their team to the playoffs. I think especially Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, for granted, you know, he was healthy most of the year. Mm-hmm. I know I went, they went through a firing of their head coach, uh, Mike McCarthy. That's the one that's just blowing me away. How, how was Aaron Rodgers not even in contention to get his team to the playoffs? They were eliminated four weeks ago. So that was the most shocking. And my second most shocking is Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, shocking. they have a loaded roster. Yeah, and they were one of the favorites coming out of the NFC before the season started. Got to the uh, NFC championship, championship game NFC. last year. Mm-hmm. They say they were one quarterback away. They paid Cousins $80-plus million. Oh, guaranteed. Don't right. forget about that. And for oh, them to go home the way they did, um, that was pretty shocking. But, um... So, yeah, that's a great stat that Black had for us, man. And one thing before we get off this NFL, I think we both want to highlight Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I think that's the most shocking team besides the Vikings who didn't get in. I mean, I just want to read some things off to you. Um, their offense top five. Defense is scoring top six. Uh, yards per game, number two in the league. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 5,000 yards passing this year. Mm-hmm. You got A.B., you got Juju. Um, no Le'Veon, but Connor did his thing this year for them he more. Did. So he did. For the Steelers not to make the playoffs, I mean, what do you do with the Steelers? Do you let go of Mike Tomlin? Is it time for Roethlisberger to go? Like, what you doing? Honestly, I was sitting waiting for that, actually. I was sitting, are, are I, was at, I was at work today thinking, and are we going to see this alert about Mike Tomlin? So you was thinking? You know, I was thinking it. I was feeling it. And I was like, okay. I don't know what's going to happen. Do you bring him back one more year and try it again? Yeah, we'll this see. This really was supposed to be the year. Yeah. This year was supposed to be the year. Big Benham was standing in the free agency. Yeah. He was like, this is the year I feel like we can get over the hump, get yeah. to what we need to do. 
But they didn't do it. Man, it, it, it was sad to see them sitting on their knees in, in the stadium after the game open. Another team will help them out, man. But yeah. that's what happened when you don't win games. I know, man. I mean, we're going to keep a close eye on this Pittsburgh situation. But I feel you. I mean, if I'm the owner of the Steelers, do I let go of Mike Tomlin? No, I don't. I think my talk, Tomlin is one of the fine coaches that we have. Is it time for Ben Roethlisberger to start thinking about retiring? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, think he got another five, year in. Yeah, throwing for 5,000 yards yeah. proves that he can still play this game and injury-free. A.B. out here, I mean, he's just on another planet. Uh, interesting about him, so he got into it with one of his teammates and skipped yeah. out on practice and wasn't eligible to play. So does Mike Tomlin have control of that team? And the, and the I mean, thing wow. I didn't like about that, I want to speak on that for a minute. Dude, you're a professional. Sure. You don't come on the sideline. Everybody else have to dress in their Pittsburgh gear when they don't play. You on the sideline with a me, her, me, her coat on. What's up, man? With your big, with your big chain on. Me. Yeah, I don't understand it. What's like? What's up with that, man? Like he, but I don't want to say he becoming a counselor because he's so talented, yeah. but. Just because you the man, you can't you can't do that, man. That's yeah. what that's showing your teammates. I really I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. I, I agree. Know, I agree. It looked bad on TV, but if I'm a teammate, you know, do your teammates really kill? You know, I don't know. You know, being in that environment, playing team sports at some point in my life, you know, everybody really like each other. They mm -hmm. kick it with one another. But as far as looking down at the top, your head coach, that probably didn't look too good from AB. But you know, we're gonna keep it close on it, yeah. man. So we got NFL Wild Card Weekend this weekend, man. Y'all check us out. We're gonna be talking about it at a later date, but we let you know what was going on. Uh play close attention to us talking about the NFL. Alright, moving along, man, to our next segment um tonight. Alright, so we're gonna talk about some college football. Uh the playoffs happened, okay? Um this past weekend, of course you had Rations both ways. Uh, you had Clemson uh, <laughs> knocking off Notre Dame and highly efficient practicing in the Cotton Bowl, and then you had the mighty uh, Alabama Crimson mighty Tide, mighty. yes, knocking <laughs> off uh, Heisman Trophy winner Kyle Murray and Oklahoma Sooners. All right, so that sets us up for a national championship game. But before we get to the national title game coming up this coming Monday, we want to spend a little time talking about the playoffs. So. How you feel about the playoff, man? Man, first of all, I'm going to say this. I want to talk about a tweet that came out right after okay. this game. Okay. So, uh, all-around player athlete from Georgia, uh -huh. uh, Hardeman, came down and said the four best teams. That's all he tweeted. Oh. <laughs> four best teams. Huh. After that whooping. After that whooping. Yeah. I, e, okay. I feel like they got it wrong, man. I feel like they got it wrong, in my opinion. Okay. It didn't look like the best four teams on the field to me. Or was it Alabama and Clemson was just that much better? Was that the case? You can say that. Okay. But okay. I'm, I'm feeling like if you put if you put Georgia and Ohio State in there, you get better games. You think so? I feel like you get better games, D. Okay. Notre Dame, I feel like they weren't ready. I understand. Me and you talked about this. We talked on the phone. He was like, they undefeated. They, they supposed to be in there. It's great. They supposed to be. But at the same time, I don't feel like they have enough to contend with the powerhouse like Clemson. Yeah, I, I, I was high on Notre Dame all year. 12-0, um, I think they had some uh, some tough games this year. Mm. Um, they've played well on defense, great quarterback play, and I just thought Brian Kelly would show better this time. He has a horrible, horrible resume in these bowl games. These New Year's Six games be uh, in particular, but um, like one, one or two wins he got. He has one win, um, and I don't know. It's, it's it's rough, but I will say um, that Clemson front seven, Lawrence didn't play, and he didn't play. That, that was their best defensive lineman. 
one of their best defensive linemen, he didn't play, and they plugged another guy in, and they didn't skip a beat. They didn't skip a beat. Turnovers, put pressure on the quarterback. And like Dabo, was, sw- like, like Dabo said, no more than one player. Absolutely. No more than one player. I mean, Dabo got it on lock. I mean, if it wasn't for Nick Saban, I mean, in some regards, people consider Dabo the best coach in college. Exactly. Saban yeah, got the hard yeah. so you have to tip, tip your hat to Saban, but... Um, Dabo's doing a fantastic job in Clemson. They showed it once again going out there and, and just dismantling Notre Dame. And the one thing that I saw the most was just the discipline on the field, tackling, mm-hmm. being where they're supposed to be. I watched a little things like that during football games, just not the overall thrill of the game. Like, how sound are these guys discipline-wise? How, how are they sound disciplined? Clemson showed that they ready to roll and get ready to face this Alabama team. But um, before we move on to this title game, what you thought about that Alabama Oklahoma game, man? Uh, it was exactly what I expected. Okay. Honestly, uh, I kind of had a feeling in my heart that uh, Bama would have got the ball first. They would have jumped on them and let the defense take care take care of and keep scoring. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, they scored on every possession but one. But one possession. They put they put it the ball one time. Yes. One time, D. Yeah, Skip Bayless was saying today that. Um, Nick Saban had mercy on Oklahoma when they started running the ball in the second half. Because mm-hmm. you notice that Tua wasn't passing as much in the second half. They ran the ball a lot to try to eat up that clock. But then Oklahoma made a mini run. Yeah. They made a mini yeah. run. They, they didn't lay down. But Nick Saban said that before the half. He said, I expect them to come out and make a run. They made a run. They yeah. didn't lay down. And, 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 you know, they tried their best. But mm-hmm. the superior talent on the field uh, from Alabama is unquestioned. You don't even have to honestly talk about it. It is um, entertaining to see, you know, this talent, man, that they have on offense and defense and the wizard mind of Nick Saban and the things that he does. The right coaches, plugging coaches here and there. Every year. He do coaches every, every year. year. And plug a good coach the going, next year. Going, so yeah. I just we also we also got to see him break a headset. We always love that to see him break a headset. All twenty eight days. All twenty eight days he yeah. popping off yeah. headsets, but um to set up you know, this round four, this is the fourth time Clemson and Alabama is meeting in the playoff. And that third time in the last four years meeting in the national championship yeah. game. I mean, I'm 34 years old, and I haven't seen this happen ever. No, and this is this the tiebreaker, right? 1-1, right? For the no, Nattis? no, it's, it's for the Natties. For the yeah, Natties, for the Natties. Natties. 1-1. Yeah, because you know, Alabama so, blasted them last year in yeah. the semifinal. But I do want to say this about that game. Mm-hmm. I believe in Trevor Lawrence, man. I feel you like do. he's a good, I feel like he's he's ahead of what he's supposed to be at right now. Okay. We're really going to see against Alabama what he's made of. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking at this kid, man. This kid is big. He, he, is. he just had a physique. He, his mind, he know where to put the ball at when it's supposed to be there. Like, he, he really don't make many mistakes. I think it was only one game this year that he got hurt. And they had to go with their backup quarterback. But other than that, the kid's been lights out, man. And then with that defense, like, if if they get a lead, can uh, Clemson defense do enough to hold that Alabama offense down? And that's going to be the question. <laughs> I just think this probably is the second best defense that Alabama's going to see. Mm-hmm. I think the first best defense they saw was Georgia due to the talent um, on the field. Um, but as far as the front seven, Clemson has – the second best front seven in college football rival in Alabama's who has the best. But I feel I feel like I feel like Clemson's secondary is a lot better than Georgia's secondary. Well, we're gonna find out. Yeah. We're gonna find out because with Tua back there, I mean, 
We're going to see how good you really are, Clemson. But I think this is the matchup that all college football fans probably expected and want. These are legitimately the two best teams in college football. Yeah, they so are, hands down. Everybody hands else, down. Ohio State, the Georgias, you know, all these other teams who felt that they should have got in. When it comes down to it, um, you just would have got a parting gift from these semifinal games. Like, <laughs> thanks for coming, but Clemson, <laughs> Alabama, National Championship Part 3. Um, it's I think it's special. good for college football, though. Yeah. I think it's good. We You get to see uh, it's becoming a rivalry in my eyes. It is a rivalry. You I mean, know, come it, on, it, third time? One I mean, better place to do it than the National Championship. I mean, amazing. Yeah, I, I'm looking amazing. forward to seeing it. Um, let's, let's get a score and a prediction real quick. Um, what you got? Man, it's, it's, it's kind of tough, you know. But if I had to give a prediction right now, I'm going to go Alabama uh, 31, Clemson 27. I got you. I'm, 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 I'm pretty much right there with you. I'm going to go Alabama 31, Clemson 28. Uh, I think it's going to come down to a last-second field goal. I just say the Clemson defense, um, they're going to set the challenge. And it's going to be one of those games like we saw when Alabama played mm -hmm. Georgia. So. And then when you got that experience on that D-line, you know, everybody's upperclassmen. Sure. They're seniors. For sure. They want to go out with a bang. For sure. Alabama doing their thing. They, they got a... Yeah. A juggernaut over there. So and some of the boys got rings for Clemson. Some of the boys got rings. So you got champions versus champions. Their on senior that field. class only lost four games. Crazy. Four games. They whole class. They only that's lost crazy. four games. That's that's amazing. That's interesting. So national championship game this Monday night, January seventh. Uh, I think that is. Uh, 8.30 on ESPN. But before we wrap up college football, going to highlight a few more interesting bowl games. Um, <laughs> we might as well. The Peach Bowl. Florida Gators railroading the Michigan Wolverines. My pops is having a hard time out there somewhere. He's a <laughs> Michigan fan. Um, but they took care of this. I think it was 41 to 14 or yeah, something yeah. like shout that. Yeah, shout out to Freddie. I know you enjoyed yeah, that shout win. Shout out Freddie. I know <laughs> yeah. you enjoyed that win, brother. Yeah, but coming up next, January 1st. All right, we got three huge games. Um, I'm going to start at the top. You got at uh, 8.15 on ESPN. Have the Georgia Bulldogs against the Texas Longhorns in the Nokia Sugar Bowl. I think that's going to be a great game in New Orleans. Yeah. Kind of traditional powers going ahead. I've never seen Georgia and Texas play, so that'd be good for the eyes. Yeah, it's going to be a, a few players missing from that game. I was looking at it this morning. Yeah. Got a few, a few kids that's not playing in the game, but I still think it's going to be a good uh, game all around. For sure. Next up, January 1st, Rose Bowl in Pasadena, one of my favorite bowl games every year. I just love how it looks on TV. But you have the Ohio State Buckeyes, Urban Meyer's last game as head coach, going against the mighty Washington Huskies. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I know a couple weeks ago, Black felt like it was going to be a route. But I think it's going to be a good game. <laughs> I Jake Brown, like a fifth-year <laughs> senior quarterback, playing his last game at Washington. Um, I just don't think they're going to get railroaded. But I will say, man, Ohio State does have the better talent. They do. But Peterson, the head coach from great Washington, coach. great coach. So. Yeah. Some got to give. So, you know, we'll see. Still think it's going to be a railroad, D. I, we'll see, man. So, yeah. last but not least, the last New Year's Six Day Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. You have the LSU Tigers, all right, getting ready to face the undefeated for a second year in a row, UCF Knights. Shout out to my family out there um, participating in that game at UCF. Um, he's a star office alignment for that game, man. And, um... Just check them out, man. I'm very excited to see this game. I think last year when UCF beat Auburn, I was convinced. But people were saying, no, no, Auburn ain't playing, Auburn ain't playing. Draft, draft's coming up, a lot of guys sitting. Okay, so what's going to happen if they smash LSU? 
Man, you gonna say the same thing again? I think you got another upset on my hands. You got UCF? Interesting. I, I'm on it with you, man. I, I think the Knights gonna. I think the Knights gonna take care of business. The games that uh, LSU lost this year, mm. they struggled with up tempo offenses, right? Yeah. That's yeah. an up tempo offense, right? Yeah. I don't know too much about LA, uh, UC, uh, UCF's defense. I don't but think I they know, have much one. But I know that offense can score the ball. For sure, for sure. Cause we, we could we could have a shootout on our hands. They're run unless you sure. run a game against their passing run offense. So I I smell upset though, D. I I I, I feel you, man. And, uh, <laughs> and then I feel like if they beat LSU, you gotta give them their respect, regardless of who's playing in the game. Those kids chose not to play. I feel you. They chose not to play. I feel you. I think UCF gonna knock them off too, man. And you know we'll see. So. You know, that's going to wrap up our college football talk uh, for this week. Uh, make sure you guys pay attention to all those games. Hit us on our Twitters, Digital Hicks Jr. at Twitter. Your man Black at, uh, at Black ENL3. On Twitter. Y'all let us know. We're going to be tweeting and discussing. So y'all join us, man, and talk to us, man. All right? All right, we back, man. So we got some NBA talk. All right? So been real busy this week in the NBA Christmas Day games, annual games that happened this week. So I'm going to go over some of the scores, and then we're going to get into it, man, some of our thoughts. Or you had the Bucks take care of the Knicks at 109.95. Uh, the Rockets and the Thunder. James Harden put on the show. They Harden had like 41 or 42 yeah. to hold them off. 113, 109 over the Thunder. The game of the day to me was the 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Great game. I mean, that was a great, great game. game. Went to overtime. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie took over. <laughs> doing took his over. thing. Uh, Celtics win 121, uh, 114. Um, and it's, okay, Trailblazers got smashed by the Jazz. <laughs> But the Los Angeles Lakers, 127 over the Golden State Warriors, one-on-one on Christmas Day. And um, I'm just going to get into the Lakers. Um, I finally saw what it would look like when they stay pieces together. I just think Kuzma is going to be the second best player on that team, not Ingram. I think Ingram is kind of relaxed. He, the game has to come to him, mm-hmm. but Kuzma not like that. He, he not, a gunner. Yeah, he gets to the rack. He's shooting it from three mid range. He's defending, and I'm looking at the last few games, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm starting to realize that Kuzma's gonna be that second guy. Mm-hmm. Braun went down in the third, early in the third. He did, and it looked pretty bad. Thank God it ain't. Uh, if you if you know me on Twitter, I'm. I bow down to the feet of LeBron James every morning. Um, but I just think that Braun was able to be efficient. He was able to run, you know, his game. He didn't have to do too much. And and it was it was exciting to see as a Laker fan first and and with this young team that we have. It just so. really looked like he was just leading, getting everybody where yeah. he needed to be. Yes. You know, but you know what I did like that I saw when he mm-hmm. did went down? I love when Rondo came in. And oh, God bless. That great, veteran great leadership. That veteran leadership. And every, sure. everyone was like, why did they put ball on the bench? I said, I, I, said I like sure. it. Because we don't know if we can trust ball in those type of moments right now. For sure, for sure. Having Rondo on that flow, I think, and Kuzma doing the things he did, yeah. I think that really put them over the top. Because Rondo ran that thing when he came in. Yeah, I mean, Rondo, I mean, without him, honestly, man, I mean, I don't know if we would have been the whole – been able to hold them off. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Warriors started making a run immediately after Braun went yeah, out. Yeah, they did. they knew. The Warriors knew. I think they got it all the way down to like three. They came within three. Yeah, it was three or five. Yeah. yeah. And then Rondo came into the game, and 
He was basically like, not tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's not what it tonight. was. That's what it was. I mean, he was he was getting his shot. He was getting to the cup, getting fouled. I was like, oh, man, okay, Rondo out here running this thing. And then you had Lance. He had a couple big shots. So Big three yeah. early in the fourth quarter. And then they tried to play him. He was stringing the guitar. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to give him a tick. Like, yeah, come on, come man. Let that man celebrate. Everybody celebrate. He, he do it every night. Now y'all want to tech him. But, you know, it's cool. But I just think, you know, for the Lakers moving forward, that, that's going to be a great testament for them. They followed up with a two-game losing streak. Uh, the next night, they lost to the Kings in a heartbreaker by one. And then they lost to the Clippers. But they bounced back last night. They had another yeah, crack at the Kings. And they bounced back, and again, those young players stepped up and closed that game out. Uh, on Braun's birthday, uh, by the way, to get the Lakers that win. So the Lakers are sitting in the fifth seed right now, three games out of first place. Um, so they right there battling. Yeah, they right there. They, they, they right, right there, there battling. I know, so. I'm pretty sure they get Braun back, you know, in a few weeks maybe. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like what Kuzma said. He, uh, Kuzma said we're more than just one player. I, I, I like, like to see that out of a yeah. young guy. I yeah. like to see that out of a young guy. You know, we just not all dependent on LeBron James. Yeah. You know, he's the greatest player in the world. For sure. So, uh, For sure. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do the, these next couple of games without LeBron. See if yeah. they can make a little run, maybe win a few, few games in a row and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, and tra- transitioning uh, to the rest of the the uh, NBA world, a couple of things uh, before we wrap up NBA. James Harden on the tear. He on a tear. I mean, he averaging thirty seven point <laughs> five points a game in the last seven games. Yeah, it's it's, it's been it's been crazy. It's he, been crazy what he's doing. He's dropping forty every night. I mean, will. easy, easy. <laughs> but I know I know that he I know he probably said, you know what? This cannot happen to us. We cannot be at the bottom because yeah, I think it was yeah. a point where they were the night like, seed. The night, yeah. Yep. Then they just made, they made climbing a move. their way back. They I think they six. Back. I think they six right now. But it's good to see. Him. It's good to see that from him that he can go on a tear. Yeah. By himself, even though we've seen it before, but this seems a little different. I mean, <laughs> going at it, man. Yeah. I mean, he's out there, you know, putting in that work, man. And it's good to see that the the good teams are putting it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still probably about a month and a half away from All Star break, but it's good to see. Um, switching over to the East. Um, they got a long jam, man. The Celtics. Yeah. The 76ers, the Raptors, and the Bucks. I mean, any one of those teams could go to the NBA Finals this year. I know Freddie is a Captain Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, member on his boat, but you know, I just got, I just, I just don't think the Bucks can knock off the Raptors in a series. I don't think they can knock off the 76ers or the Celtics in a series this year. I think I think they can make it a really good series. I agree. I agree with you. I don't think they can beat them. They have a couple but I think they could take it to I think they could take it to seven. You think so? They could, they could take it to seven. Which team? Which team do they think they take it to seven? Not all three of those. Six, no, six, I, think, six, I, think, I think I think the, I think the Bucks could take the Raptors to seven games. You think? I think so. I, the two best teams over there. Why not? I I could see it. It'd be must see. <laughs> It'll must see. see. Yeah, that'll be a good, a great. If it stays the way it is, I yeah. think that that would be a really good series, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's only heating up. And I they mean, took Boston what six last year? Yep, six. So yep, last year. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's our NBA talk for this week. Not too much to talk about. But we did not want to be remiss in not talking about the Christmas Day games, the Los Angeles Lakers, of course. Um, and all of the great players that are in this league. So, again, y'all hit us on our Twitter. Y'all hit us at our names, at Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. on Twitter. At Black ENL3 on Twitter. And y'all can get with us, man, and we can talk, man. So, NBA Talk, we'll be talking more.
Alright, so our next segment, alright, we're going to talk a little MMA, a little UFC, alright, this past weekend, UFC 232 took place this weekend, it was supposed to be in Las Vegas, but it had to go to Los Angeles in the form, so we're going to get right into it, um, <laughs> historical event, historical event, uh, probably my favorite event uh, this year, um, so I'm going to scroll up and get to the top here. Um, I do want to mention the welterweight bout, uh, Michael Chiesa versus Carlos Condit. Uh, Michael Chiesa is moving up from lightweight all the way up to welterweight. That is his true weight. That is a two-weight class jump. He was struggling to make weight at lightweight, and he got up there and put a what's happening oh, man. on Carlos Condit. What's happening? I mean, Carlos Condit's a tough fighter and has been, former interim welterweight champion. I, I, I don't like what I'm seeing from him, D. I think it's, I think it's time to... Yeah. Something because used to be a a big dude in the UFC. Yeah. So I hate to see him take a couple of losses in the row like that that he's yeah. been taking. But uh, the kid looked great. Kiesa looked kid, great. Kiesa looked great. Yeah. Against him, man. I mean, uh, ground and pound was amazing. Amazing. I mean, he and like, like Black said. I mean, Carlos Condit has been a warrior in the UFC for many years. I mean, he he beat Nate Diaz for the title. He had war with George St. Pierre, Johnny Hendricks when Hendricks was in his prime. Um, just great, 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 great fighter. But maybe he is at the end of the line. Maybe he is at the end of the road. We'll see. Okay. Moving along to the co-main event of the evening. It was a lot of back and forth between me and Black about this <laughs> whole occasion. Not only the last couple of days, but when this fight was originally announced, um, what was going to happen. So you had the 135-pound champion in the women's division, Amanda Nunes, um, going after the legend, the legend, and Chris Cyborg, champion at 145 for the 145 title. And uh, them hands. <laughs> them hands. <laughs> Me and Black talk. Before the car started on Saturday night, we talking. Black said no contest. Do you think she gonna walk right through it? I simply said, I don't know, bro. Nunez got them hands. She quick. She got them hands, man. I don't know. Well, well, well. Annihilation at its finest. 51 seconds and new 145-pound champion. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think, Black. <laughs> First of all, it was a great fight, man. It was great. It was great. It was great, man. I gotta give her props, man. Uh, mm. Amanda Nunez on doing her thing, man. And I was, uh, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I was, was too. Like I was like, I'm watching, I'm watching the fight with my wife, and right. uh, I get a call from you, and you be like, I told you, bro. I told you, and I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I hadn't seen it yet, so I'm still waiting. So. I hung up the phone and I looked and I said, oh my God, this is what you're talking about. Yes, sir. I mean, initially when the fight kicked off, I mean, my wife was just about dead sleep on the sofa. And I get up and Cyborg cracks Nunez. I said, oh boy. Nunez kind of stumbled, but she, she didn't. It like a phase, though. And she, she yeah. went through it. And that doesn't happen off a of Chris Cyborg punch. Mm -hmm. But MMA fans, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. When Nunez threw that leg kick, and Cyborg buckled, the fight was over then. Because Cyborg realized then, that old boy, I got to be worried about her legs and her hands. And by the time she realized that, it was it was over. Night, night. And I mean, was, and that was something else I had to realize too. Cyborg's never had to fight someone 
with her, you know, her talents. With yeah, the hands, hands, yeah. With the hands. Everyone she's yeah. is just straight ahead. Yeah. I don't got too much to worry about. You don't have no hands. You know, I might have to worry about your leg kids yeah. or something like that. But this is the woman she's fought out of anybody ever seen her fight with the most power in her hands. It's bad. As bad as I didn't want to see it happen, it happened. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, Cyborg <laughs> kind of set herself up, too, because she charges, girl. She charged us. She made a mistake by doing that. I mean, Nunez is a technically sound, powerful striker, and you don't do that with a striker. You don't, you don't. go full steam. And it was crazy. Head. It was crazy you saying that because I was watching the uh, countdown for it. Right. And her coach was telling, saying that I don't want to see her. I wanted her to get away from rushing so many fighters. And she did the but same she, thing she again. She still did the same thing again. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm going to validate. I'm going to put it out there. I've seen a lot of talk on MMA Twitter that. Um, Amanda Nunes is the greatest female fighter to ever fight. I mean, her resume is bar none. If you look at the destruction of Ronda Rousey, if you look at the destruction of Misha Tate, who she beat for the 435 title, if you look at the beating that she gave Holly Holm, and if you look at the knockout of Chris Cyborg, a woman who hasn't lost a fight in 11 years, who people are, men and women, are scared of Cyborg, for her to do that in a devastating fashion that she did, I mean, at this very moment, she's the greatest female fighter, first ever champ champ, double champ, two division champion, 135, 145 fighter, I mean, it's she's solidified, I mean, no one else has that resume, not even Cyborg, not Ronda, not Misha, not Holly, they don't have that resume, and it's kind of hard, you know, for anybody to second that, like my man over here, oh, but man. uh, it was it was crazy to see, yeah, it was I was, crazy to see. I do want to say about that, because I was kind of, I'm, I'm still on the, on the fence about it. You okay. know, she, I feel like she's the best woman fighter. I feel like she's the best because she beat Cyborg. But at the same time, I was talking to a guy that works with me, and he was telling me, he was like, I don't really agree with her being the greatest. You know, uh, you got to also look at her resume. It's been a time where she's lost to nobodies okay. in her career. And she, you also had uh, Conor McGregor who beat Jose Aldo, when he was on a tear for 10, 10, 11 years. Okay. And no one considered him to be the greatest. Then okay. he lost to Nick Diaz, a person who who has many losses. Two, two so, fight class, two fight know, class. Yeah, you know, two Just fight class. Okay. But, but okay. at the same time, you know, you can't call her the greatest. She has to have a few more fights under her belt. A few more, a few more defend, defend up the, that belt a few more times to say that she's the greatest woman of all time. She, she's so just what about her resume? Her resume is great. Who has that resume? No one. No one has it. Okay, so that's a no check. No one has it. That's a check. But who have? But who, who? It's other fighters who have great resumes, but you don't consider them to be the greatest. Not that we resume. don't. We don't consider Conor to be the greatest. Well, we I'm, talking about women. I'm talking about women's. You're fighter. talking about okay. Women's fighter. Period. Okay. Not greatest fighter of all time. Women's fighter. Okay. I mean, Rock, she. I mean, what she did. She knocked out Misha. She knocked out Nunez. She yeah. knocked out Cyborg. She knocked. She, she choked out Misha. And she also lost the trash. Cat Gonzano. So yeah, come on, like I'm, I'm like she, she done lost the trash. Well, you know, but I just, I'm on the fence. Do y'all understand? What you, I got respect you. to what you're saying. I got you. But I'm on the fence about her being okay. the greatest woman right now. You know, I feel like Cyborg still is the greatest woman fighter. She just got caught. She got caught. She got beat. <laughs> she got beat. She had a bad night. I feel like if they fight again, I feel like it'll be another way. It'll be the other way around. Respect. Honestly, 
which, which I think they're going to. They may fight again. We we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. You know, if if she keeps the belt, give it up or we'll see. give up man weight belt. Who knows? I'm, I'm too happy. But I see that she's comfortable at that weight, so she may keep that belt and give up the man weight belt. So we have to go through the weight cut. Yeah, we'll see. She did say in the press conference that she was a 145 when she started. Yeah, we'll you know, see. So it'll be interesting to see where she go from there, though. We'll see. I think it was a, a a great sighting to see. All right. So shout out Amanda Nunes, man, for history. And last but not least, we want to talk about the return of John Jones, um, the greatest fighter in MMA UFC history. Yes. Um, the most talented fighter we've ever seen, complete fighter we've ever seen in John Jones. Major My guy. My guy. Uh, going back after his uh, light heavyweight championship and his second bout with Alexander uh, Gustafson. Um, I don't want to uh, say his name wrong, but... Um, how you feel about it? What you saw? Man, total domination, man, from, from the greatest UFC fighter and it, at this time. I feel like he's the greatest. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Right now. For sure. Uh, regardless of all the things that happened right. know, in his career, you know, right. I feel like I feel like that's going to always be the thing that carries over his head. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's the greatest to me, man. Uh, in that reign, he's dominant. Uh, it's, it's not, and then the one person that gave him the worst fight in his career that he possibly could have lost... He dominated the second time around. Yeah. Total domination. Uh, I was very impressed. I was yeah. very impressed. I, I love it. I'm, I'm just ready to see what's going to happen next. But at, I want to get into something real quick, Dean. I know you can respect this. After the fight, mm-hmm. John Jones said, Daddy's home <laughs> to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's home. Yeah. You want to come see Daddy? Come on back. Let's, let's do this thing. Yeah. And DC put out a tweet right after that. He said, I mean, shit. He should win. The dude has a head start uh-huh. every time. Yeah. So uh, DC's already. I feel like they have to. DC is already talking shit, which he's all, which he always does. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they need to make this fight. I know the Brock Lesnar talk is happening, mm-hmm. starting to pick up, but I don't feel like you want to lose this opportunity of the third. Fight. I feel like a third fight with them would be crazy for the UFC yeah. or a Brock Lesnar fight but I also understand Brock could probably maybe bring in more money because of the US government because of WWE crowds maybe so I feel like they need to make this thing happen D but yeah. he's on a tear man he's on a tear I hope I hope he can stay in the ring get a, get a few more fights knock the rust off it don't even look like he was rusted to me yeah I, I, John was dominant um, I didn't expect it to go that quickly with uh, Gustafson, um, but it did due to the first fight. I know, I know that was five years ago, um, but um, he was dominant. Um, he looked sharp. Um, he looked healthy. Mm-hmm. He was moving around really well on his feet, his wrestling. Um, it took him a while to get going after that first round, but when he got to that second round, John just looked like John. I think the stuff sent uh, Gustafson, he got stagnant. He stopped moving. He stopped doing a lot of things that he did. He did what he did in the first in fight. In the first fight. Yeah. And uh, that, that paid critical dividends for him to lose in TK in the third round. But but it's, not like, to, it's like you felt like if John get him to the ground, yeah. it's a wrap, man. Yeah, that's been, that's been John's career. <laughs> um, moving on to DC, I'm a DC fan. A lot of people don't like DC, but I do. Um, but I agree with you. That is a fight that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a third fight with John Jones and um, Daniel Cormier needs to happen. And I think it needs to happen at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I think that 
Dan Cormier shouldn't go back down to uh, 205. He's been spending time at heavyweight. John Jones can make that weight to get up there to heavyweight and make that fight happen. Um, all of the steroid and metabolites and all that stuff that John was going through with dirty tests and all of that. All that stuff really doesn't matter at this point. He's back in the sport. Mm -hmm. And I think with DC, and I hate to say it, man, because I like DC, but let's just keep it real, man. Like, when John left, that's when DC was able to shine. Yeah. So if yeah. John was still there, would DC be shining like this? Would DC be a champ champ? Would DC... Have all of this. I feel like John would be that champ, champ. Yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, how can he, you not say he, that? He really hasn't had the opportunity to have a chance to beat champ. Yeah, being in trouble, being in you know, trouble. Like, I feel so. like he would have been one of the first ones over McGregor to be champ, champ. If he wasn't so, if so yeah. much wasn't going on, but yeah. you know, things happen. Yeah, but he's back do. now, and I hope he can stay on the right page. Yeah, all we could do is speculate. So you know, that's our coverage of MMA. Uh, UFC two thirty two is a huge event. Um, I enjoyed it. I know my man's black beard. Oh, um, it, it was a great, great conversation. So all my MMA fans, again, y'all hit us at Twitter. Uh, we tweeted out, you know, so hit us and let us know what you think. Any questions, y'all let us know, man. So hit us on Twitter. Alright, so before we get out of here, um, some things to watch for. Alright, some things that are coming up before we get back with y'all. Of course, man, Wild Card Weekend is this weekend. So again, alright, you have at 4.35 on Saturday on ESPN. Colts at Texans, followed by my Dallas Cowboys welcoming the Seattle Seahawks on Fox at 8.15. Sunday's games, 105, Chargers at Ravens on CBS. And then at 4.40, they close out wildcard weekend, Eagles at Bears on NBC. So that's a wildcard weekend. We will be tweeting. We will be shooting out videos. I'll be going live. We'll be interacting. So you guys interact with us, man, for Wild Card Weekend. What else yes. we got on the slate, Black? Also, we got uh, National Championship January 7th. Yes, sir. Clemson versus Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a great game. Can't wait. Yep. I'm off the next day, so I'm up watching it all night. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a great game. We sure. also We also have... The first UFC card on ESPN. Big changes. UFC Fight Night 134. Mm -hmm. We have Henry Judo mm -hmm. versus TJ Dillashaw for uh Judo Judo for for another belt. Uh champ champ. Champ champ. Another champ champ fight. Yeah. So uh it's gonna be a good one. Um yeah, Dillashaw he's uh moving he's moving down, down he's moving down in weight. Yep. To challenge uh, for Henry Judo's belt. Mm -hmm. So uh, another good fight. First card on ESPN. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Uh, I like the whole thing that they're doing with ESPN. Yeah, man. It's going to be a great one. Uh, looking forward to it. That's going to be a great fight. Dillashaw, Sejudo. Dillashaw going down in weight for uh, Sejudo's championship at Bantamweight. So that should be a good one. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, we have... A lot of other things that are going on, possibly in the NBA and in college football, breaking news all over the place, man. So um, y'all can hit us up on Twitter, on our Instagram. Uh, we'll be putting this up on YouTube, all right? So this is the first YouTube video. We'll be putting it up, man, under the Reduce Lunch moniker. Uh, it'll be coming soon, okay? So hope y'all enjoyed this. And to all our viewers and listeners, yeah. wish y'all a happy new year. For sure. Happy, happy new, new year, year, everybody. Definitely, yes. Yeah. So... Uh, this is your sportsologist, your main man, Digital L. Hicks Jr. And this is your sportsologist, Black. Yes, sir. This has been another episode of the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Decks. We'll see y'all soon. See y'all next time.